It's more than a book. Do you really believe that today? Amen. Let's begin in Psalm 19. Well, before I do that, aren't you, aren't you glad we don't sing songs like, I am lost, I am lost, I am lost. Man, what am I going to do? We get to sing songs, I am saved, I am saved, I am saved. I hope you don't lose sight of that. Amen. Psalm 19, verse 7 through 11 in the New Living. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. Excuse me. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They're more desirable than gold. Did y'all hear that? How many of you, if we were giving out gold this morning, say, how many of y'all want some gold? <clears throat> You'd be lining up to do that. This is more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. And they are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. And we're on this series more than a book because I want you to know and I want you to believe and I want this to impact your life. That God's word is God speaking to us and it is more than a book. I like to read, I have to read uh, and as a lifelong learner and there's much to be gained from books. But don't ever in all the other books that you would read, although they would add to your life, don't fail to put this one down. Don't put this one down. Make sure that you understand this is this is. God speaking to us. This is what we really, really need to know. And it is, in fact, more than a book. And the enemy of your soul makes extreme efforts to keep you away from this book. He wants to keep you out of this book. And he wants to keep this book out of you. And that's why I've said, you know, he, he is, there's no shortage of lame excuses that the enemy would try to give to you. To stay, to, to keep you from reading the book. Are you with me? And if we step back just a little bit and look at all the reasons why we don't, those are some pretty lame excuses, uh, especially in the light of the benefits that we're going to see from God's word. In Proverbs four, verse 20 through 22, it says, my son, give attention to my words. It implies there's such a focus that everything else kind of fades It's to put in in clear focus and and view. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For or because they are life. Everybody say life. They are life to those who find them. And health. Say health. Health to all their flesh. This affects you inside and out. The word of God. He sent his word and he healed their disease. There's so much that we have from the word of God and we, we need to treat it in the right way. We have imperatives from the word about the word that command us. Don't let this out of your reach. Don't let it out of your sight. Incline your ear, bend your back, strain out so that you can get this word of God into you and don't let anything stop you from doing it. And the benefits are just absolutely incredible. This the problem for us typically is motivation. How many of you know that motivation can be a problem with a lot of things? 
But you also must realize to admit this morning that we pretty much do what we want to do. Well, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the energy. And then something comes along that you want to do. We discovered money, time, and energy. Isn't it true? When you you get an opportunity to go do something that you want to do, it's amazing how everything else can can be arranged, how we can come up with what we need to. So motivation is is a real key. And I think part of motivation, well, let, let me break this down for you real quick. There's three basic levels of motivation. The first one is fear. You know, there are a lot of things I did as a kid that my parents told me to do, not because I wanted to do it. It was out of fear. Are y'all being quiet as your mom sitting next to you? What's the deal here? Okay. It was out of fear. There's so many things that, that I have to do this. I have, it's, you had to obey the speed limit this morning, not because, doesn't this just feel right? No, it's because you have to. And so sometimes fear is involved in this as a motivator. The second level of motivation would be this duty, duty. I ought to do this. I ought to do this. And it's noble, but still it's an external motivation. We hear somebody talk about this. You should eat better. You should do this. You should do that. You should, you shouldn't do that. And you, and you go, you know, that's right. I really ought to, I really ought to. And then the third one is this, and it's love, love. And love is, I want to, I want to, there's something internal on you. I, David talked about, I delight. He had a delight about God's word. Now, let me show you where most, most people are at regarding riding, reading the Bible. And it's right here. Duty, duty. I know I should be doing this. I should be doing better with this. And it's still a, a duty thing. You hear the pastor harp on you just about every week about you need to get in the word. You need to read the Bible. Have you been reading the Bible? And, and I'm not just trying to give you religious busy work in this. If you can see what this will do for you, no one will need to motivate you anymore. You won't need anybody. You won't need any preacher. You won't need anybody to tell you, have you been in the word? Go get in the word. You won't, you won't need that at all because you'll, you'll see, you'll see on the inside why I want this. I want this. I love this. This, this brings joy and delight and strength to my life. And so what we have to do, part of human nature is... We must first see the benefit before we really buy into something or want to do something. We want to know what's the benefit of it. That's the whole mindset behind commercials. You know, it's like eat our yogurt, use our tooth, toothpaste, you know, use our exercise machine, uh, you know, use our shampoo. And it's because if you do, there's three things that they're going to project on you. They're going to tell you that if you use our product, you'll be sexy, (laughs) successful, and carefree. Just when you're watching commercials, I want you to watch them a little more critically and don't just go, I do need that. (laughs) Can I order now? (laughs) Uh, No, they're going to try to project upon you. You use our product and you're going to just watch what they do. You're sexy, you're successful, and you're carefree. Now, let me just, let me just ask you, if, that, if a toothpaste could really do that, wouldn't the world be a, a whole different place? 
you'd carry a few extra tubes around with you. Because you see some people and go, you obviously don't have a TV. You haven't seen the commercial, you know, and give it to them so that they too could be sexy, successful, and carefree. What is that? They're trying to sell you on a benefit. And you need to know this. The, the shoe company, the cereal company, the car company, they tell you all the time it's all about you. Do you know what? It's not about you. It's about them. It's about money. It is. And did you notice this with rising food prices and other things like that? They, they, they don't tell you about this, but everything's shrinking a little bit. They think you're not going to notice that there's only seven chips in your bag now. The extra air in the bag, that's so they don't arrive crushed in transportation. We're worried about you. Give me a break. But what, what is happening, and it happens all the time, and, and we're not dumb, we're just quiet. But what happens is we're, we're being told, this will benefit you in this way, this will benefit you in this way. And so you know what people do? By the millions, by the billions, they buy, they buy into it. And we buy all this stuff, you know, so I, I'm really feeling a little less sexy or a little less successful or a little less carefree. You know, I think I'll try this brand. You're looking at me like, I'm not going to admit it, but, but it's truth. So one of the things that motivates us the most is a benefit. Why would you even buy this, do this, go there, use that? Because somebody projected to you a benefit. So the motivation, and that's my assignment, is to get you motivated to get into the word of God. So it becomes you motivated to do it. I want you to start to see some of the benefits. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look at some of the benefits of the word of God. And once you get a hold of these, and I'm going to invite you to taste and see. Once you start to get these benefits, you're never going to be the same again. Thank you all 12 of you. And that's just human nature. We want to see the benefit first. Now, before I dive into that, let me give you a couple other things that will help you be motivated to get in the Bible. Number one, ask God. Ask God. Seriously, you have not because you ask not. I believe you can ask God for anything in line with his word. And I, and I think you could say, God, help me. I know I ought to be in the word. I know I should be doing this. I, I, I do believe that it would help me. I need motivation. I need desire. Will you help me? Guess what God will do? He'll send you a note, duly noted. We'll get back with you. No, he'll, he'll, he'll get to work. I promise you the Holy Spirit on the inside will start to create some craving and some desire for the word of God. I dare you to ask God to give you desire and motivation for the word. Secondly, would be to start giving attention to it. You know, to, to get your Bible out, go find it. Start to look at it. Just kind of try it out a little bit. Start thinking about it. Listen to it some. You know, there's so many, so many tools available to us completely free anymore, especially. And, and, and listen, I don't get a dime from anybody for this, but I am pushing you toward technology. I'm pushing you toward a smartphone, an iPad, a computer. I'm pushing you toward it because you have no idea how much information is out there readily available for us that can help us. Yeah, but I heard there's crummy stuff out there too. Listen, anything can be used wrong. I mean, you can chase neighborhood pets with your lawnmower, okay? <laughs> but then you can use it in the right way. Anything, can, anything is a weapon of opportunity. 
But you can use things in the right way. And I'm telling you, the benefits of this are just just powerful. And, and you could have study guides and helps and translations just available to you so quick. So start to give attention to the word. And the other thing would be this. Taste and see. Taste and see. You know, if you go to the car dealership, they're going to go let, uh, sit in it. Smell it. How many of you know it smells better than your car? And it's more comfy and you're like, yeah. And then they'll start, I can really see you in this. And you're like, yeah, me too. And then you test drive it. You're done. I said, you're done. Or you go to the mall where they want you to do, well, try it on. How many of you know it's going to look better than what you wore there? You know, most cases. And so, or you go by the food court and what do they got? They got a little tray out. You want some? You know, when I was a teenager, I didn't care what it was. It was food. Can I have some for my four friends? They just want you to taste it. If you can taste it. And the same is true of the word that Jeremiah said this. He said, your words were found and I did eat them. And they are to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. That's incredible. And then lastly, observe people who are in the word of God. I didn't say religious people. Because I question sometimes if religious people actually do read their Bible. I think they got a few of the verses and those are the verses they want to beat you with and remind you of. And they didn't read all the other verses about love and being kind and so forth. Amen. So it is vital. I hear like a ping pong game going on over there. So whatever that is, help me out. Um, But look for people that, you know, are in the Bible and look for the fruit that would be in their life. Look for the fruit that would be in their life and look at the fruit of people who, you know, they're not in the word. And that will also motivate you. Now, as I said, you need to have motivation. And one of the motivations is to see the benefit. And I want to share with you one of the huge benefits of the word of God this morning. Let's go to Psalm 119, verse 105. And it says, your word, everybody say your word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Will you read it with me? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. One more time. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Take the verse down if you would. Now let's do it again. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119, 105. You just memorized a verse. And an incredible verse. But his word is a lamp to our feet and it's a light to our path. We must see this. Let me just show you here. Here's one of the benefits of the word of God. That it is light. It is light. Let's look at this a little bit further. Light has to do with knowledge. Light has to do with knowing. Light has to do with what does light help us to do? To see. Do you remember in class or learning a skill or a trade or a something and somebody taught you? And then once you understood, what did you say? Ah, I, I see. I see. Somebody explained something to you. Ah, now I can see. You know what you're saying? I know now. I understand. I see how this works. 
And what the word of God does for us, it helps us to be able to see life. It helps us to know. It helps us to know what we need to know. And it's going to help you in incredible ways to be able to see what you can't see now. And I think it's vital that you are able to see. And what it does in particular, it says your word is a lamp to my feet. That has to do with my steps. What does that do? That helps me to see where to step and where not to step. And it's a lamp unto, and it's a light unto my path. My path has to do with all my steps. That's my journey. That's my direction. That's, that's where I'm to go. That's the overall. So light, lamp unto my feet is my daily and constant. And light unto my path is my life and my pathway. How many of you want to really make it and enjoy the journey? We're going to have to have some light. And light helps us to see. Then in Psalm 119, verse 130, it says, The entrance, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. It's saying it's, it helps us ordinary people to be able to see and to understand. And notice this, it's the entrance of the word. Get this, the entrance of the word into our life. Entrance means the opening, the unfolding, the coming into view of the word. So once we have that opening, that entrance of the word, do you know what it will do? It will give an opening for light to come into our life. As you will get the word of God into you, light will come into you. Knowledge and understanding of the things that you need to know are are going to come to you as a result of that. It lets light in and light helps us to see. Early this morning, I was up and I was praying, going over my notes. And all of a sudden our cat, Kiki, queen of the lanai. Just this blood curdling, all this going on. Alicia sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. I'm already at the door looking out there. I'm turning on lights. I turn on some lights out on the lanai. I turn on the outside security lights and, and I'm looking out there and then she's going, what's going on? You know? And so then I, I went on out there and there's another little cat. And I think the little cat was asking our cat about, so do you want to start a family or or something like like that? And our cat was offended at at that. So brought that cat in and chased the other cat away. They tore our screen up and everything else. But you know what? The first thing I did was to turn on what? Light. I wasn't going to go out there and all this. Let's see what's going on here. Because I might not have made it to service today. Without patches and bandages and so forth. We need light so that we can see. We need light so that we can see. And I want you to get this. First of all, so we can see God. Will you stop letting everybody else speak for God? Let God speak for himself to you a little bit. You know, sometimes like, you know, I've heard what they said. What do you say about this? And let God reveal to you himself. You'll be able to be able to know and see more about God and how he thinks and what he says and what he's like and what he's doing. And you know what? You'll trust him. I said, you'll trust him. This will ring true in your heart. I can't even explain it. It will start to just ring true in your heart. And you have capacity inside of you to recognize truth. And you'll, (laughs) yes, 
And you know what will happen with that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You're going to trust God more. The more that you get into the Bible, the more light will come to you. And the more you're going to be able to see. And what you're going to be able to see, first of all, is God. And you'll come to trust him more. And then the second thing, this is what I really want to harp on this morning, too, is you're going to see where to step and where to not step. Because life really is made up of us taking steps. What is the next step in your life? What is the next step in your relationship? What's the next step in your education? You're, you're this, you're that. What is your next step? I pray that you're not just standing still. I pray that you haven't let recession and all kinds of other things in the world back you up and make you cower and just stand in a corner. I hope that setbacks in your life haven't just caused you to stall somewhere and just kind of hunker down. I pray that you're asking God to show you what is my next step? What is my next step? And he'll show you the steps. That's what life is made up of, of is steps. And what the word of God does, it gives you light for those steps so that you can see where to step and where not to step. Because listen to me and look at me. The step that you cannot afford to miss is the next one. Do you hear me? The step that you cannot afford to miss, that you must make the right step. Is the next one. Well, what about after that one? You got it. The next one. And the next one. And so I want our steps to be ordered of the Lord. I want our, our path to be lit up by God's word in our life. And it comes by getting this on the inside of you. If you knew, if you knew what is waiting for you inside the word of God. And we'll talk about some specifics here in just a moment here. In Proverbs 6, verse 23, it says, For the commandment which is a phrase for the word, is a lamp. And the law, a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. So there's the lamp and the light that we read about earlier. And what does it do? It is the way of life. It's going to show you how to navigate through this life. If you go back to verse 22, it says, when you roam, that's when you walk, when you come and go, they will lead you. The word will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. How many of you would like a better night of rest? Come on, have you like a better night of rest? Get the word of God in you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. And when you have the word in your life, it affects your path. Watch this in Proverbs 4, 14, 4, 18 and 19 in the New Living. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter to the full day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. Now watch this. The way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. And so sometimes we look at people that are not following Jesus and this is our attitude towards them. What is their problem? Let me tell you what their problem is. They don't have light. I said they don't have light. And you and I are disqualified for being judges anyway. Because we all were, as Paul said, we all at one time. And where would we be without the grace of God and somehow the light of God got to us? Anybody here this morning? So I'm just, I'm just telling you, believers, we're not qualified to go around being the judges of everybody in the world. I'll tell you what their problem is. No, I'll tell you what your problem is and their problem is. So they don't have light. And we should have compassion upon some people and endeavor to find a way to be a light and share some light rather than just make our point 
and glad we live in the Bible belt. Let's be real. Let's be kind. Let's be respectful to people. Even Paul on Mars Hill, he found a way to bridge the gap so he could share some light with them. It's an important thing. Now, the Bible is light. But I can't just, now follow me, I can't just take this and say, you know, hold my Bible. Expect that's going to help me. I can't just hug it. Now, I love my Bible. I love it, but just doing this, it's not, it's not osmosis. Come on, we got to go. No, a few more minutes of devotion. It's not going to go in that way. What you have to do is you have to soak it in. You have to absorb it. And you have the capacity to absorb the truth and the light of God's word. Now, I have two boxes up here. Okay, good. This is when I'm going to bring out the snakes. (laughs) Joking. That was a joke, honest, okay? Visitors, you still with me? Okay. We don't do snakes. Okay. These are tarantulas. It's a joke. In these boxes, I have some little glow in the dark stars and you've seen the type and they get exposed to light and they absorb the light. Okay. And one of these boxes, there's been no light in there for an hour at least. And the other one, I have a light that's on on the inside of there. And we're going to bring down the lights here. Go ahead and bring those down. And I want you to see here. Now, first of all, this is the one that's had no light. Now, it has the capacity for light. Do you know that? It has the capacity for it, but, and it would absorb it, but it's just not there. This one I've had lit up and it absorbs. Now, I want you to show, show you the power of light, though. If I just take this light... And I just expose it just a little bit. Look, they've been to church and they're better. Come back again on Wednesday. You can go ahead and bring it back up. But we've got, but we've got to have light and you need to know that you absorb light. One other thing I want to show you with the light. Iron Man. Everybody say, I'm absorbent. I'm telling you, you can just get one little piece of scripture. And start to just absorb from it and it will bring light to you. Now, you don't need to be sloppy and don't do this old way. Oh, no. Okay. Now, a couple of things. How are we going to soak in the word? How are we going to get this in us? Anybody know? We've got to what? You got to read it. You got to read it. But you don't just read it. You let it speak to you. But in reading it, and let me give you just a little bit of caution here. Okay. And I did a whole series uh, a while back called How to Study the Bible. And I would encourage you to go back and find that. Okay. And there are a number of ways to get to it. 
But don't just start, because this is a little different book. Don't just start at the beginning. Because if you're a novice with this and you just start at the beginning, before long you're going to say, now I can't eat shrimp. (laughs) And you're going to invite all your neighbors over to stone your teenager (laughs) for rebellion. So you're going to have to know how to get started and get in this thing. So I recommend every day. What do I recommend you read at least every day? A proverb. There's a proverb for, for every day. Read that proverb. It's wisdom to you. Take your time. When you read, here's the number one key to understanding the Bible. Read slow. Read slow and take your time. There are no trophies, no awards, no special patches or pins for those. I read 24 chapters today. And it probably did you no good. My mama taught me, chew your food. Take your time with it. And read. Read at least a proverb every morning. Every night, make sure you get some psalms in. The psalms put courage back in you. Get into the gospels and follow Jesus around. Start in the gospel of John. Read it slow and learn to love the Savior of yours. And then get over into what we call the epistles. Those are the letters that were written to New Testament believers. To show them how to live. To show them how to interact with one another. To show them how to worship God and live a life of devotion. It will absolutely turn you on. And as we go a little further, then we can start to get back and find things out of the law and the history. And put those things in proper perspective. But this is fuel. This is food. This is meat. This is milk. It is light. And you've got to get it inside of you. And you need to do that by reading. The second thing you need to do is you need to absorb it. You need to focus on it. Again, don't just read it. Let it speak to you. Ponder it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Memorize it. Talk about it with somebody. Have you ever just taken a thought... We've got to slow down. Our linear thinking has just been totally busted up by television and entertainment anymore. We can only handle things in short little bites. And we we don't think linear. You can get it back. You can. Where we can think and we can concentrate. But typically, the average attention span is less than seven minutes. And after seven minutes, we've got to have a commercial or we've got to have the pastor do something. And I'm very aware of it. We've, we've got to have something going on because we can only think so long or we start to look at the hairdo in front of us. or we, 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 we just have a hard time being linear at all. And I want to encourage you to start to slow down and get a, an eternal morsel, nugget from God's word and start to just think about it and memorize it. And every day when you go to get, notice I said every day, Every day when you go to get into the Bible, don't just go, well, here we go. Before you even open this precious book, ask the author, Lord, speak to my heart. Would you teach me something today? Will you show me something today? And if you ask him, he'll do it. And you know what? It may not come in those moments just in the morning right there. But as you're going along throughout the day. And you're thinking about this all of a sudden, whoa, and it's going to be pouring things into you. It's going to be strengthening you. It's going to be putting light 
on the inside of you. And you need that light. You need daily exposure to and intake of the word of God so that you can have light in your life. Amen. As we close, will you just declare this with me this morning? Everybody say God's word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. I can see better where to step and where to not step. The entrance of God's word gives light and helps me to understand life. Because of God's word, my path is brightly lit and I can see where I'm going. God's word is more than a book. Did you get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.